Yeah, the problem with the clap is if there's a little bit of a lag on the like you the Skype or whatever you're using, the Zoom, um, everybody claps at a different time, and it doesn't actually help you edit at all. Because right. I'm just like, oh, like when did when did this person clap? Uh, it was like a split second later. Mm. Skype, it's uh, it's glitchy and bad. Yeah. Well, it's 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 anything though. I mean, we could be doing this over uh, Google Hangouts. Uh, we were doing this on the the Men's Lib podcast the other day, and I was like, "Do we want to do a clap?" And it's like, "Well, like one of you is in the UK. Like, if we clap, <laughs> like it's still going to be like a fucking half second yeah. delay." Claps are backwards over there, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> they clap on the other side of the podcast. Well, well, wait a second. But isn't the whole idea that it? It doesn't matter when the delay is, as long as they're visually doing it at the same time, then you just sync it to the clap. But you still have to like to hear each other. It's all Skype lag anyway. Oh, so, like, gotcha. You, it does, just doesn't. Yeah, work the, the way to do it would be to have everybody put their uh, like headphones on their microphone, mm-hmm. except for one person who does the clap, because then yeah. in the in the wow. file that clap would come through and that would be the sync. You That's the crack, smartest way. You just cracked the code. Audio engineering right here. <laughs> yeah, but, the Jimmy God. Hendrix. I will say this, though. In general, I think that I do like Zencaster a lot. Um, there's some there's some downsides to it, but overall, I think uh, the more we use it, the more I like it. Um, and that's Skype. that's one that just that that just records like everybody's tracks coming through all the time, right? So yeah, you don't have yeah. to do this thing where you're like having people record locally, right? Yeah, yeah. the only thing is you don't bad, you don't have video though, so you're just hearing everyone, right? That, but if you don't mind that, it's it's doable. Now, does that record it as separate tracks? Because like editing yeah. out me oh, yeah. clearing my throat it's, is a, yeah, a really major cool. project for this podcast. It's definitely <laughs> it's the same for us, but uh, but yeah, <laughs> it it records all separate mono tracks for each person. Okay. Now, if you the free version, you can only record two additional tracks so a total of three tracks at a time and i think you only get like eight hours of recording a month or something like that but if you use code chuck (laughs) right right (laughs) right Uh, but if you pay 20 bucks a month you get unlimited records uh unlimited tracks Right, it does sound like an ad and stuff. But, <laughs> but thirty dollar package, they actually bring your podcasting partner to your door once a month. But that's not all. If you act now, we'll also throw in a chamois. Um, no. Uh, all right, that's also, good. That's good, but guys. Pay... That's, that's really good, Chuck. I'm sorry. That's that's really good okay. pre-show. Let's right. just stop the pre-show there. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> we, we won't stop recording. Right. Welcome back to the Liquid Flannel Podcast from Arlington, Texas. I am Matthew Hodges, joined as ever by my inimitable comrade and co-host in Omaha, Nebraska, Brendan Williams. Hello, Brendan. Hello. I am here, but I am not alone. You're not alone. You are not alone. <laughs> who's who's there with you? I've brought... Uh, I am here Fam- with you. Famous uh, Michael Jackson impersonator, Chuck Williams. <laughs> How you doing, y'all? Uh, Great to be back. Our old friend, hey, Chuck. Oh, it's so good to have you. And That's and right. uh, and Chuck, you've you've brought some company as well, I believe. That's right. I brought I brought my second in command. Well, I guess we're knights of the round table of a two person table. All right. But uh, co-host, good friend, Mac, the comrade. So Howdy. so like if it's Hey, hey, Mac. So, like, if it's if it's a round table of just two people, that's just two people sitting at a round like kitchen table, right? Exactly. It's yeah. like you, the listener, it's also it's, there. It's more like that's a, right. It's more oblong. It's like knights of the. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, knights yeah. of the oval table. So, I mean, there's two points. It makes more sense. You know, it's a more centered. Uh, <laughs> it's a complicated table dynamic. We make it work. Oh yeah. 
And Mac is no stranger to this show either. Uh, Mac, is this your hat trick? Is this the third time you've, you've been on Liquid Flannel? I think this is my Liquid Flannel hat trick. I think that's right. No yeah, shit. that's great. Ole, yeah. ole. No, it's great. So uh, uh, Brendan and Chuck are in Omaha, and I'm in North Texas, and you're in uh, Kansas City, which means we've got we've got most of the plains fairly well covered here. That's pretty cool. Just like the snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. What's your uh, what's your weather look like, gents? Well, it's been pretty much uh, spitting um, precipitation with the consistency of 7-Eleven Slurpees for about Yikes. the last uh, 24 hours. That makes, so. that makes for a fun drive for you back to Lincoln, huh? Mm. Yeah, it's not going to be ideal. Jeez. But this is what I do just to be able to provide good content for people. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> yeah. it is delicious, though. Yeah, uh, here in KC, it's uh, the uh, freakish uh, snow for four hours, uh, rain for three more hours, uh, and then snow again, and then it melts, and then it all turns to ice, and then it's raining yeah, again, you get and then the, it's snow those, again. <laughs> those nice, uh, like, rotten ice sandwiches, like, built up on literally everything. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, a tiramisu of death. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, is that a cat? I'm feeling bad for you guys because it was. Uh, it is a cat. It that did, just it ran did. across. And our, and our last guest, <laughs> yeah. this cat that uh, loves to be in this room. But there not was all so the time. much of your cat on the last episode, Brendan. It, it was great. It, it, it it's not settled in yet. It's new. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not like, comfortable on podcasting. It, it. I mean, have we have we asked the cat who it's voting for? <laughs> This I mean, cat doesn't even Br- know how to use homegrown on is a, a keyboard. Is a 100% uh, Williamson, Marianne Williamson fan. Oh, dude. Uh, so, you know, undecided, up for grabs. I'll tell yeah. you guys, I, I have a signed Marianne Williamson book in my house, signed by Marianne Williamson. Nice. Did did she did she sign it personally, or was that one that you bought with the signature? No, actually, it's not my book. So it's my partner. Okay, my partner's book. I saw it there because it said I was looking at his bookshelf, you know, kind of stoned, and I saw a book that said Illuminata, and I was like, he's got books about the Illuminati here. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I pulled the book out, and it was like by Marianne Williamson. I'm like, what? Sweet. Illuminata. So yeah, one of my friends saw the book and walked out of the house with it and i said well now now you can't return it until you've read it and actually done a book report on it but then (laughs) (laughs) he was planning to go to a marianne williamson rally i don't know why but i said well if you go i guess that was a thing i I know i guess a rally may have occurred she had a few but uh i said if you go and get this book signed by her i'll uh i'll forgo the uh, book report so that's what happened. That's how we got it signed. But it was signed by yes. her, and he got a photo of it. Yeah. That's cool. Did he come back with, like, a, a linen caftan as well? No, but he came back with these uh, crazy spiritual vibes that were on a different plane. So <laughs> it, it, it's a payoff. Uh, it, came, it came back with, like, a like a handful of crystals. Not, yeah. not right. real clear what to do with them. Yeah. They Did gave- you see that she just endorsed uh, Andrew Yang? Yeah. Oh, Williamson did. Yeah, dude, that's, oh, that's perfect. Good. That's her soulmate. Yeah, I say go for it. Yang Williamson, twenty twenty. I mean, we were just watching Atlanta up. in here before the show, so you know it's all good. That was that was more or less expected, though, right? Like Marianne Williamson. I didn't expect anything not, from Marianne. Yeah, no, she <laughs> she wasn't going to endorse anybody less weird than Andrew Yang. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, it makes sense. I think like sure. Bernie is too abrasive for her. Like that would just like completely blow her high. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, Elizabeth uh, harsh, Warren. harsh or mellow, I believe is the, the phrase. Yeah. 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 Uh, Do you know? El- I bet Elizabeth Warren's too grating. Joe Biden's uh, Joe Biden. I don't think you really need to say more on his personality. Yeah, right, right, right. I think Yang is just process of elimination. He's probably the only one that's like uh, seems as sort of um uh, mystifying and strange as her yeah. <laughs> yeah uh do you think booker's sitting by the phone right now being like i'm the kingmaker baby whoever <laughs> uh, right. endorses is gonna lock <laughs> it up they're coming to me i just gotta wait by this phone. i just gotta be ready for the call ready for the call 
Yeah, so that that just happened in the last week, right? It was a uh, Cory Booker finally dropping out. Yes. God rest his bones. You know, honestly, he's there's not too much you can really say about his campaign. It it was just him on stage saying, "This is exact." You know who wins when we do this is Trump. This is that right. was his campaign. But you right. know, it is funny because I remember you know back before you know when, you know right when Trump had won, people were like, "Oh, who's the who's the Democrat that can beat Trump or whatever?" And I specifically remember people saying to me like. Cory Booker's got it. Did Dude, you see yeah. him? He he like broke into a house fire and like rescued seventeen kittens yesterday. And oh yeah, yeah. There were all those uh, those he's, stories yeah. about him it. like like shoveling snow for people in because he's from New Jersey, right? Like right. Yeah. He would like go New out Jersey. on snow days and like you know you like look out your front window and like somebody's yeah. somebody's cleared my whole driveway. Oh shit! It's Dude, Cory Booker. If somebody does that shit for me, I will one hundred percent vote for them. My right. vote is up oh, for yeah. grabs There's- if that happens. <laughs> Like the thing is, like, that in Nebraska, though. (laughs) Cory Booker like switched up his whole flow for this, for this presidential run, because that dude is like uh, a Walton's trained like ice ice cold killer. Like, like he is he is one of the true psychopaths of the young Democratic Party. And dude, yeah, he switched it up. He 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 like got engaged to Rosario Dawson, and then he was like, man, let's Mm. all just do hugs. Like he just needed love. Like Corey right. just needed love in yeah. his life, and now that he's got it, he's like, he's like, man, I really don't feel like uh, uh, selling all the sidewalks in my city. Oh to, uh, God! Spend so, all sometimes, those years. Some, yeah, sometimes I need something to put on in the background uh, while I'm like working on a project on the couch, and like Parks and Rec is really good for that because I don't have to actually pay attention to it. Mm. It's I just you were like say Corey Booker's solo album. Yeah, it's like no, it's like it's like friendly <laughs> background noise. But there's an episode where they go and meet with uh, Cory Booker and he's done like a folk album with Orrin Hatch from Utah. Yeah. Oh, and no. like, it's like Cory Booker and Orrin Hatch, like hanging out together. And he's like, this is so great. Cause like, I'm a Democrat and he's a Republican. And it's like, this is, this is Redux his entire campaign. Orrin Hatch goes, this is great. Cause I'm a man and he's a boy. No, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh. <laughs> and then they sang the song from the parent trap. <laughs> right. But, you know, there's people that are polling even lower than Cory Booker. And I feel like it's time kind of for for that to shake out. And I'm, I'm so happy that Iowa's coming up just because I feel like a lot of that phrase should shed out after that. Yeah. Or win, you know, Klobuchar on the rise. Oh, that's you right. Know? Yeah. It's the perfect time. I'm supposed to be canvassing in Iowa, but I don't know who I'm going to canvass for yet. I haven't made up my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I'm undecided on who I'm going to canvass for. (laughs) Chuck's going to be Chuck's going to be out there doing like uh, like Hillary Clinton 2020. Everyone's going to be like, "This is confusing to me. I I didn't really. She was she was running. I'm just chilling in a state of confusion." Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, she may not be running, but she's definitely jumping jumping into the to the race. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, to, so uh, did everybody see that uh that that interview that she did where she um just very characteristic characteristically uh decided to like just take massive wax at Bernie Sanders? It's like, <laughs> oh, no, yeah. it's like I'm not president because of Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Yeah, she I was, mean, she was mad and I Chuck, you can go, because I have a feeling we're probably going to go to a similar place. (laughs) Well, no, it just, I mean, she's done this before. She kind of did it on the Howard Stern show, like, months ago. Oh, that's right, yeah. (laughs) That's what she's doing in her retirement. It's almost like she's on, like, the Chitlin circuit of shitting on (laughs) Bernie Sanders, you know? She's doing the funny bone or whatever. She's opening for Louis C.K. at the Omaha You know, she's like... And what's up with this Bernie Sanders guy these days? You know, like she turned about this it into a whole a whole bit, yeah. right? You know, don't they have enough money yeah. from the yeah? Yeah, the he's foundation. giving you free government money, but nobody even likes him. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it was it was really one of the weirdest interviews I've seen because it's like, dude has five million donations, like yeah, five million. 
like historic level of like yeah. uh like ground level engagement for his campaign would be like well nobody likes him and it's like well maybe yeah. it's not about you like it's just well, in the pocket of big nurse waitress uh school teacher <laughs> public school teacher <laughs> transport industry yeah the, the what what she really means when she says that is nobody in washington dc in the in the elite circles of the insiders like likes bernie yeah, sanders she's like all the billionaires yeah. that i talk to Dude, well, that's, that's exactly what she fucking means and it's it's amazing to watch like people on twitter do this sort of uh like song and dance between oh yeah nobody likes this guy and also he wields this outsized power that can like completely destroy anybody else right it's and like it's just like yeah she's the the people she thinks that uh, that do not like him are all people who are on the flight log, like <laughs> yeah, like, all, like with like, all the FIFA owners yeah in, uh, yeah in the EPL. It's like it's like how can someone who's been like so photographed so many times smiling with Harvey Weinstein and fucking <laughs> Jeffrey just Hudson, Lane Maxwell like, like, and, be like yeah. yeah I his character is disgusting. I I can now uh, deliver who is the moral good and who isn't. Trust me, I'm not a like, fucking weirdo. Or right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. I, almost, the, yeah, at, I think I literally almost, at I think the same I time beyond the line. So, sorry. At the same time that she's given this interview where she's like, "Well, nobody even likes Bernie Sanders." You know what I mean? Like he's he's not that great. At the same time, she's like, "Didn't you used to hang out with Harvey Weinstein?" And they're like, "Well, how could we have known? Yeah. Right? You know? yeah, how could right. we have known? We're yeah. such she's great judges that, of character. He had like, us fooled." Yeah. Right. She she's done that for for all of these guys. Uh, Harvey yeah. Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein, and also William Jefferson Clinton, you know, she <laughs> she always is running cover for these other people who like, okay, I don't think Hillary Clinton's class interest is with pedophiles, um but her class interest is absolutely uh. with class <laughs> interests like incredibly wealthy white people. <laughs> right. I'm thinking about the. I'm trying to like think of the chapter in Capital that was specifically about pedophiles. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. The, the purpose of the pedophile is to be absorbed <laughs> right. into the bourgeoisie. Uh, it's like a Warner Herd song. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and the child is always in the proletariat. So, um, man, no. speaking of, oh, no. yeah, oh god, we, I know we probably have to take a break, but I did just <laughs> recently see Les Mis. <laughs> And I I would love to talk about it. What? Oh, okay. You, okay. Um, yeah. Right, yeah. Let's let's take a break right there, Brendan. We'll come back uh, with with some Lee Mid stuff. <laughs> right. I tell you what I think happened in the yeah. primaries in 2008. Remember, she won that swath of voters mm-hmm. from Pittsburgh down through West Virginia, right, Kentucky, Tennessee, which, with all due respect, happens yeah. to correspond with people who haven't quite accepted diversity in this country, okay? Okay. So Obama was black and she wasn't, mm. and she won those voters. In 2016, Bernie did pretty well. Why? Because sure. she was the black guy in a sense, right? Brandon, I saw the new Star War and uh, I've got to say, man, it was, it was fine. It was, uh, I, I think after, after all of the oh, expectations Drama. set by all of the people who were like really disappointed with it. Like I went in expecting the worst and came out going like, no, that's fine. fine I thought I had movie. low expectations when I went in, but they were, <laughs> they were surpassed. Apparently, apparently too high. Yeah. Really? No, and I kind of enjoyed it. I don't know, man. There was like some good space fights. There was some good, uh, lightsaber stuff. It's, it's fine. It's oh, a fucking it, Star Wars movie. Yeah, it was a spectacle for sure. <laughs> I still haven't, I haven't seen, seen it. it. Yeah. Me yeah, neither, Max. You guys are making <laughs> yeah, no, I, we're too busy I mean, watching I've, soccer. <laughs> I've, I've been a big star wars fan for pretty much my entire life and i put this one off for like a month they had shoved the movie down to like the end of our Hell cineplex yeah. so it was like one of the ones that only has like 15 seats in it and mm-hmm. we had the place to ourselves, so i was able to just like yell at the screen the whole <laughs> time which which may have actually enhanced my viewing experience because i could just get that aggression out at the time yeah, I've, I've like, why are you doing this? Too. This doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> He's treating it like it's Tony and Tina's wedding or whatever. <laughs> it's an interactive, yeah. <laughs> a type of art such as this requires an audience participation. You know? right. It's a performance right. art piece. But we teased it in the last section. So, you know, speaking of massive epics that lots of people enjoy and lots of people have problems with, Brandon, you had something to say about Les Miserables? Yeah, well, you know, I, I wasn't planning on seeing Les Mis, but some tickets fell into our lap. Because the weather was crappy. Yeah, had you seen is, it before? I have definitely seen it before. Okay. I have not seen it, but is that the one where they have the song on my own? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Our show yeah. choir did that in there junior high. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. big at the time. That's right? a solo song. How the fuck does a show choir even do that? Girls walking around pretending to be alone, dude. <laughs> and but they're dudes not, the, because and the, they've got an entire choir backing them up. No, but the dudes are standing in the back looking like they're not really with them, and they're just going, ooh. Yeah, they're ghosts. <laughs> you know, we were practically haunting those girls, you know. They wish they were alone. On my own. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, is, it was especially weird to go see Les Mis, which is a show about like a failed socialist revolution. And oh. just go see it with like a bunch of, I Capitalists? mean, yeah, I mean, Broadway, <laughs> Broadway theater is, you know, it's like the least accessible form of art that you can possibly imagine. Like, what else is there? Like having private painter like paint an oil portrait of you because you're right. the fucking king or something <laughs> right. like what else we talked about that too with our friend uh john levitt you know uh, about musicals particularly but about theater more broadly that it's really not an accessible form of it's not radical art because the people who can access it are by definition privileged and also mm. It's always just reflective of the society, not actually like pushing something new. Yeah, I mean, there was like the sort of like a street theater activist politics stuff in like the late two in like the late nineties and early two thousands. You would see like a lot of that where people would do like short skits or plays and stuff like that in like the middle of a protest scenario or something like that. Uh, hmm. But that's really all I can think of as sort of accessible theater is like. Is like you're dressing up like a businessman and like walking into the tear gas. <laughs> but yeah, I think one of the cool things about Omaha is that the children's theater is awesome. We're actually going to go see Anne Frank at the children's theater pretty oh, soon. So Dude. that's going to be. Yeah. Wait, she's going to be there herself? Uh, in spirit. Right. Um, oh. with, with two. Oh, right. God, it's oh, a hologram. Like the fucking uh, like will I am. Give hologram. it time. Yeah. Tupac, Tupac and Anne Frank. We're doing it big. <laughs> Hold up, dude. Imagine this right now. Hold on. Disney Pixar's Anne Frank coming this winter. <laughs> on my own. <laughs> we may have gotten the uh, like the tagline for this this episode, but we're going to get canceled by literally everybody. Mm, pretty much. That's for- tough. Mac mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one less podcast to have to. Yeah. yeah, we show up on liquid flannel, get you guys canceled. Uh, <laughs> and then that, that should be the goal in 2020. Right. Every show we get invited on, we get yeah. them canceled immediately. Yeah. That's how we're doing cancel culture this year. Yeah. Okay, yeah the cancel Taj, we'll call it. <laughs> right. Listen, all y'all, it's a cancel Taj. I don't know if Les Mis is canceled. It was kind of weird to see it because. Does uh, the revolution ever win? No, not at all. They get oh, totally no, everybody destroyed. Dies. Have you not seen the show? I mean, later on no. in France, like a revolution does happen, but the show, that's after the show. Right. For a while. And it won't be televised. But yeah, I mean, it is kind of weird because it's like, what is the message of the show, right? Where it's like, maybe don't do an uprising because you'll probably just get killed and everyone will be sad and sing sad songs about it. That's not the <laughs> fucking message of the show. I just saw Come it, bro. The, the message of the show has more to do with uh, like the sort of like protestant image of like what's right and what's wrong that like you do what's right even if it has consequences for you you don't do what's wrong even if it benefits you so like the students in the uprising in Les Mis know that what they're doing is a righteous cause even though they're all going to die they have a whole fucking song about that so it's kind of like 2019 yeah oh very yeah it's very timely (laughs) 
nice. especially in this fraught political climate. Um, and it's just funny <laughs> to like, the... see, see all the like rich people in the theater be like, oh, those poor revolutionaries. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, the, all those tears. people are like posting on Facebook about like Antifa or yeah. whatever. It's like, listen yeah, to the message. <laughs> their top hats blow off like towards the end of the show. <laughs> right. You would think that art like that would be like, wow, that's really moved someone. To, but it's like, no, man, that shit's been out for like, God, what is yeah, it right. going on? Like 40 years now? And like <laughs> David no, Brooks talks about loneliness all the time. And in that movie, they're singing about being alone. So I don't know. You know, <laughs> I'm so glad that he found true love, though. Well, also, like, Brendan, yeah, the the show's been out for, like, 40 years, but the book's been out for, what, like, 120 years at this point? Oh, it's all in French, though. You can't read it. It's impossible to read. (laughs) Yeah. It hasn't existed until it's existed in an English translation. I I am still, I said this off air, but I am Le Miz-less. I've been I've been without the Miz this whole (laughs) time. (laughs) You you were sans Miz. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. It's one of those where it's hard, like, you do have to, like, read along to really understand what's going on. Like, if you listen to it and you don't really know, like, what the story is, I feel like it would be quite confusing. Some of the people around me who I think had not probably been very familiar with the show were like, why is this cop trying to kill this guy over bread from, like, (laughs) 40 years ago? Like, what is going on? This doesn't make any sense. It's a moral (laughs) lesson. It's a moral lesson about, like, What's right and what's lawful. Oh, speaking of uh, things that are right versus what's lawful, uh, I'm going to bring this back around to something. We've got to do something like in our bailiwick uh, in the in the plains <laughs> general area. I was talking to a friend just earlier tonight about this this big problem that's cropped up in Texas. OK, so I'll lay the uh, the landscape out for you. The Texas state legislature has legalized industrial hemp, right, as a like an industrial product. Nice. And the Texas state legislature is having a very hard time with this issue where there's no way to test what's industrial hemp versus what is like recreational weed. So like if they pull somebody over with like a pound of or like multiple pounds of you know, marijuana product in the back of their truck. They don't know whether that's industrial hemp that's going to be made into, I don't know, rope or paper or clothing or whatever the fuck you make out of hemp. Or if it's just recreational weed that's like headed up someplace to be sold off in dime bags for people to get high with. Well, I can tell you how this scenario played out up here in Nebraska already. Because... They had the same issue here, Mm. and it was brought to prominence because several members of uh, Nebraska's finest Cornhusker football team were caught with a complaint about their room smelling like marijuana. Like industrial hemp (laughs) processing. They were like, someone someone is processing industrial hemp in this dorm room All these athletes processing industrial hemp into fucking paper. (laughs) So the, the police get called, and they search this kid's car. And they find marijuana in the car and they say, well, we can't do anything to these football players because we don't know if it's hemp or not. (laughs) And we (laughs) the machines that can tell you whether or not it has enough THC to be considered cannabis, those machines are too expensive and we don't have those. So, yeah. So Nebraska found a way and now they've got those. So so Chuck, that's that's exactly the crisis that we're having right now in Texas. We don't have those machines or those like roadside tests. Yeah. Right. There was a case where like a farmer got pulled over with a whole bunch of bales of industrial hemp mm. and got arrested and like sent to federal prison for like 25 minutes until they were like, oh, no, it was just, like this is this was all just you know, like fiber that he was growing to go to be made into. Sorry for uh, the lifelong trauma, sir. See you around. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, And and thanks for the fingerprints that we now legally get to obtain for (laughs) the rest of your life. Exactly right. Okay. So, so here's the problem. Here's, here's what has, uh, we've got a, a local like public radio, uh, show called the Texas standard. And they talk about this all the time. And the problem is, that a whole bunch of the the problem that's in big like quotation marks <laughs> is that lots of like smaller towns have determined like 
we're just not going to ever prosecute anybody for any kind of like scale <laughs> bust right. because we don't have the roadside test to determine the THC content of these things to determine whether it's industrial hemp or whether it's it's cannabis for for getting high on. I'm looking at it going, there's a real easy way to thread this needle. Oh, fellas. yeah. Like we could just follow the every other state that is legalized recreational weed and then you don't have a problem anymore you well know? i was gonna we- say the cheapest method out there i mean i don't know how much these machines cost but sixty thousand dollars a year is all it would cost to employ me to actually consume whatever gets confiscated and say right. yeah, yeah, oh yeah sure. that that's that's weed right there or yeah, we'll say, oh that's not weed right there down there you know. he'll he'll smoke a bowl of right. it he will tell you did i get a head change or did i not yeah or, yeah i like i like yeah. the idea of like some highway patrol guy being like hold on sir we gotta wait for our guy gets out here. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. roll out there's like know. a cloud of smoke coming out of chuck's car he's like all right i got this. it's an honest well and it's also exactly. i mean <laughs> to a certain extent when it comes down to like like small scale drug busts, i've got to imagine that part of this is coming from even law enforcement officers who are going, look, we've got some uh, like idiosyncrasies in the state law, and I don't feel like filing the paperwork on this. Because like nobody's going to nobody's carrying a fucking like quarter ounce of industrial hemp in their pocket. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Like like nobody's going to go and like I, I can make like like one and a half sheets of paper. You know, that's, <laughs> right. that's why I'm driving from like my house to Pizza Hut and back. You don't know anything about the industrial hemp industry, man. <laughs> right. right. not. I'm a boutique operation. <laughs> I've got, I'm making lotions. He, I, they're being infused. He Please. weaves moccasins all day out of the fibers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, the, the the cheapest method is just statewide decrim, which Nebraska right? like, has. Well, yeah, Nebraska like, just, has it, just, but it's still not solving anything here. Right. Texas prides itself on being. Like very libertarian. Freedom. I've heard that you know that word. That that very Black much against gold. like taxing anything that isn't basically like sales tax. You know they're into raising money from like vices and stuff. So why isn't Texas? Why? How can we not get a couple of like libertarian state legislators to come out and be like, you know, we should just fucking you know, clear up this entire issue. Let's just decriminalize the entire thing. Let's start collecting this tax revenue the way that Washington, Oregon, Colorado, what Illinois now. Yeah. I I don't know. I I think it's because, yeah, I think it's because you just don't get the pleasure of incarcerating the poor anymore. People of color. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great excuse to search people. I think. And that's the thing. Like a lot of these libertarians run on like, the oh, we want to legalize weed or decriminalize weed and things like that. And you see them and you see them in Missouri, too. Like they're all over the place in the Midwest. And but they they're all like when when push comes to shove, they're going to be like, oh, you mean I get to punish people who are darker skin than me? Kick ass. Yeah. Keep it on (laughs) the books. I mean, I don't disagree with that. But didn't Missouri just decriminalize most drugs? We passed a referendum for medical marijuana, but Kansas City itself is uh, decriminalized. So okay, we're, we're, so it was a statewide referendum where the people voted and passed uh, med- uh, medical marijuana, but like the city of Kansas City is decriminalized through a referendum on that ballot. So the only way this stuff is actually happening is when you like put it to a populace who is like, yeah, don't put me in jail, please. Thanks. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Right. I mean, we just, we just had our friend Gregory Harden, the second on the show last week, um, talking about, you know, he's, he's in Oklahoma where they're doing basically what Montana did, which is like decriminalize medical weed to the point where they've got like doctors sitting in, like clinics like just go in and be like i have a headache every once in a while it's like okay here's your prescription oh, man. and now you can just buy weed all the time did you see you that know? they uh, and they wanted to pass a bill to say that if you were a cleveland browns fan that that qualified as, as a medical condition, condition. <laughs> yeah dude that's awesome <clears throat> that's legit happening and i i feel like that's fair well i'm getting an odell yeah. beckham jr jersey anyways after that uh butt slapping incident 
<laughs> They'll definitely let me smoke after that. So, did you see that? No, you didn't see. No, it. You don't watch no, sports. Don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't really follow. Sports. There's a warrant out for his arrest for, because for the high school or the college football championship, LSU won against Clemson. Odell Beckham Jr. used to play for LSU. He's celebrating in the locker room, and a security guard in the locker room is telling a football player to put out a cigar that he had lit. And Odell comes up and slaps the security officer on the <laughs> ass really hard. <laughs> and the guy turns around and Odell is like acting <laughs> like bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Just acting like it's all part of the fun. So wait, Mac, does that mean you can get a recommendation right now in Missouri? Yeah, can you Skype a doctor? I'll uh, do it right now. So, Mac's cool. so here's the fan. thing is uh, with any of these referendums, you have to remember that the state legislature and the state government here is like profoundly reactionary psychopaths. Sure. I think one of the first times I came on the show, I talked about Eric Greitens, the outright fascist who became oh, governor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fifty Shades uh, of like, No Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like. Kansas City and St. Louis have both passed like progressive municipal policy, like things to protect renters or things to ensure certain uh, minorities uh, are treated as citizens, things like that. Aww. And the state okay. legislature, the state government is like, actually, no, we supersede you. So this referendum, they're now trying to supersede as well. And it doesn't really seem like anyone can make them stop. Honestly, it seems like they'll just do it. It's time for Brexit. <clears throat> <laughs> right. Ms. Exit. M yeah. Mizu Exit. Mo Exit. Show me Exit. Mo oh, yeah. Show me Exit. Show, show, show me. Yeah, dude. It's catching on. If there wasn't such a horrific animosity towards the state of Kansas on the Missouri side of Kansas City, I mean, that's mm. then we would just Then we would just go over there. But yeah. the it's it's real. It's real and it's deep. <laughs> I mean, what do you guys think, though? I mean, everybody here is is fairly plugged into uh, popular politics. How long do you think the like statistical hold, the the polling hold on keeping marijuana illegal across these states, Texas, say, I mean, Oklahoma is already kind of like falling, Kansas, Nebraska, Missouri, maybe the Dakotas. Like, how long do you think that's actually going to hold? I think until there's a clear credit crunch. I was going like, to say until an absolute economic crisis, which yeah, we're probably I mean, on the cusp of. Yeah, so. I was going to say like, so, yeah, so, like I mean, uh, maybe 20 so like minutes March or something. <laughs> right, yeah. Dude, yeah. What is it sure. like? Uh, like 40. It's like 40 percent of companies in the American economy, like do not turn a profit. So I think like honestly, like you're gonna see like weed get legalized as like some sort of new subsidy on the state level in a lot more places. Yeah. Just yeah. because like more cash strapped states with maybe like a you know, a lower median income or yeah. something like that yeah, are gonna really, be like, Oh, we're, like we're let's cash in on that. that. We're gonna go back to that period like post American Revolution where all of the currency is basically just whiskey that like yeah. farmers yeah. can grow. This is oh, where you yeah. like you sell legal weed as your day job and then well, at night you like bake for your friends and right. uh, oh. just sling it on the ground on the side. <laughs> yeah. so, so here's yeah. here's the thing. So it before prohibition, like right, so one of the biggest roadblocks to prohibition oh. was that like like in the in the 1800s um uh was that the the largest fundraiser for like state and uh local governments was beer taxes mm. um mm. most municipalities and states made most of their money by like taking a pence off uh someone's ale or whatever the fuck they drank sure so that was they actually uh moved to property tax moving to property taxes is actually what made made like a remove the financial incentive so i think with like uh, the taxes that you can apply to marijuana like when things aren't going well we'll probably win over the most practical centrist and if you're in a place that has a whole shit ton of those yeah. especially yeah. after like a blue wave or whatever then like it's probably pretty likely yeah. yeah and then we and then we move into the like mcmansion neighborhoods and start reappropriating their backyards to just grow shit little weed and tomatoes and stuff to you know keep the revolution going that sounds good i will say there is a caveat to this though you could see it get roadblocked for places that want to decarcerate places that want to decarcerate on uh marijuana possession 
like let's say like hey if there's people still in jail here for marijuana like we should oh, bring them yeah. out bring we them should out. let them go you could actually see a sort of like i think you could actually see it split on that because it's like always hard to tell where things are going to go when you like play common sense yeah. against sort of like white supremacy isn't you that so I mean? funny <laughs> like, that you can right. you can like go poll people and be like do you think marijuana should be legal and they're like absolutely and then they're like what about people who got arrested for marijuana that are in jail should they get out of jail and rules, like, no, absolutely rules. not rules that's a crime it's amazing it, it's it's harmless but they should have not done it you know <laughs> i mean <laughs> that's the thing but yeah. yeah, we'll see. I'm surprised Trump hasn't done it yet. I thought he would. I bet he wants to. I I wouldn't. It would not surprise me at all if he would be talking about that. Oh, he's gonna say like, "I'll do it if I win." That's what he's gonna well, say. No, I I fucking tweeted about that the other day too. That like it it actually really surprises me that I I'm pretty sure that was one of his like minor campaign planks was to mm-hmm. decriminalize marijuana at the federal level. Mm, I think it was I, legalized kind of vaping. Or no, illegalized vaping. Because, I can't keep track. I mean, <laughs> right. It's one of those things that seems like like one of those really easy wins for him. And the response that I got back was people saying like, well, he got into office and uh, he learned who his actual supporters are, who are people who care about this not being decriminalized. I, I don't know. I, I the, like if you were to pull people across uh, the state of Texas and say, like, do you want marijuana like recreational marijuana legalized? Maybe like 55 percent of people are going to say no. What those polls are not going to tell you is like, how much do they care about that? My guess is very little. If you had like some state legislators, Republican state legislators go, let's go ahead and do this. Like those same voters are not going to not vote for that person for reelection over that one issue. You know, they might be against it on a straight up or down, like yes or no poll. But how much do they care about it? I would say I don't think very much. Death penalty was kind of like that here in the sense that it's not really anything that affects too many Nebraskans. And then when their legislators went and decided to abolish it, then everyone had a problem with it. So I don't know. And and they were able to use it to actually get Republicans out of office for more Republican-y Republicans. So I don't know. (laughs) Um, Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, and the governor personally bankrolled the ouster of those other ones because he's a millionaire and uh, the son of a billionaire. But, you know, another similarity, uh, Matt, was... Kind of with uh, the student loan situation when the Democrats are debating whether or not we should make college free or whether or not we should uh, forgive all student debt and those kind of things. I think it was reported that Trump had said, well, why don't we just eliminate all student debt? It's not going to cost that much money. We're already racking everything up. But Betsy DeVos is in that room and she's like, dude, my whole family made their fortune off of student debt. <laughs> right. You yeah, can't totally. fucking do that shit. <laughs> So I think it's probably those kind of things where he's just like, well, fuck it. Let's just do what the people want. But then everyone that's in the room personally benefits from the system being the way it is. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he doesn't. Trump doesn't doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't have like object permanence or anything like he's if you were to like lock the doors and like hand him his phone, weed could be legal next week. (laughs) like if you were just like (laughs) if you were just like barricade yourself in there and be like no they'll fucking love it dude they'll love it they'll invite you back on saturday night live oh yeah it like you'll get the best press ratings the best press yeah totally i mean that's that's the goal then is for the uh the liquid flannel uh extended family and universe to uh, (laughs) storm the white house just (laughs) get him in a room and just berate him for like several days, white guys and then to the front. Have him, yeah. <laughs> good, good, good strategy. No, I'll, I'll, I'll no, be in the back. <laughs> so. No, no, he'll he'll order in a bunch of fast food for us, and we can just do podcasts <laughs> yeah. in uh, front of him. Like, he, sir, we're here as national podcast champions. <laughs> yes, dude. I was gonna say he only <laughs> gives winners chicken nuggets. I heard, Come on, yeah. <laughs> I heard you had the McNugs. We got the trophies. You got the nugs. <laughs> so. All right, everybody, that is that is way longer than a section usually goes for us. So uh, we're going to take a little break there and we will come back. We'll uh, we'll bring it out on a high note for you. Whee!
another day, another destiny. This never-ending road to Calvary. These men who seem to know my crime will surely come a second time one day I more. I did not live until today. Well, thanks for interrupting. How can I leave when we are parted? Tomorrow you'll be worlds away. And yet, with you, my work has started. One more day out on my own. Will we ever meet again? One more day with him not caring. I was born to be with you. What a life I might have known. And I swear I will be true. But he never saw me then. Nozette, I love you. I love you too, Arius. <laughs> One more day before the storm. Do I follow where she goes? And these barricades of freedom. Shall I join my brothers there? When our ranks begin to fall. Do I stay? And we will nip it in oh, the bud. I'll be ready for these schoolboys. Oh, they will wet themselves oh, with blood. More. Watch them run amok. Catch them as they fall. Never know your luck when there's a free for all. Here, little dip, way. There, little touch, way. Most of them are goners, so they won't miss much. One day to a new beginning. Raise the flag of freedom. Every man will be a king. Here I fight with you. I burned my Lin Miz high note. I should have saved it. <laughs> it was good. I mean, that's was that that your only high note for the week? Well, I, you know, I did also see the the finale of the Crisis on Infinite Earths show. Mm. And man, it at one point I said, I really hope this guy turns giant like at the end of Power Rangers, and it happened. <laughs> oh my god. It 100% happened. <laughs> oh, sick. Uh, yeah, it went. And then at the end, they uh, the big reveal at the end was like, yo, I went to Ikea and I got this Justice League table. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's little logo is on a chair. <laughs> what? And then they teased the Wonder Twins. So they're they're going in a whole different direction. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Oh I mean, did, uh, did the crisis thing... I mean, did did that match the uh, like the scale of like building up to it that the like the Marvel Cinematic Universe did with uh, Avengers Endgame? I mean, I would say it's more equivalent to like Avengers two, maybe. Okay, you know, yeah. like it wasn't quite it wasn't quite to that level, but um, it did definitely tie a lot of things. Like they would like show like a clip and be like, meanwhile, on another universe. And it's like, you know, Burt Ward or whatever. Being <laughs> right, like, yeah. What? And then it's just, then it's just done. Then, Wait, you know, was Burt like Ward in that? He had a cameo. Yeah. Oh, that's they great. Cut to like, they cut to like earth 66 and he was like, Oh no, everyone d- died. <laughs> <laughs> 
because the universe dies in the in the show. Oh so no! The whole Hell universe yeah. dies. <laughs> R.I.P. Universe. Spoilers for Crisis. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty wacky. I'm interested to see. I mean, it seems like they'll actually. The interesting thing about it is that they're actually going to say like, yeah, this is is changing things going forward. So it's going to be different. Yeah. So I felt I think that's the more interesting part of it if they actually pull it off. So. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, I, I, I'm a, a fellow lover of the DC Comics universe, like you are, so. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun. And me and Chuck before the show, we also got to watch... Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Uh. We were watching Atlanta season two, which I had never caught up on. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I think the last time we left off season one, that was like years ago i mean that was probably well, that's how they do it they only make one season every like three or four years <laughs> right i mean it was before the election i think when atlanta season one ended so yeah we just saw episode one of season two and i had to quickly try to remember as much as i could from season one but it didn't disappoint it's a good show <laughs> so yeah it's a show that has a really amazing like dreamlike quality where from scene to scene you're you're yeah. never quite sure like is this is this really happening right. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. but in just the the most uh absurd yeah absurd but compelling um way and the music is so great um oh, yeah. yeah no it, it's it's a it's a great show nice. if you sleep on atlanta check it out yeah i don't have a high note <laughs> it was atlanta i gave it to you okay there we okay. go <laughs> that was my high note my high note was Atlanta, and uh, yeah, it was good. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, you know, I did see an article that was kind of funny to me, but I haven't had a chance to get deep into the understanding of why. But it's looking like uh, Jeff Bezos's uh, hack was from Mohammed bin Salman. So oh yeah, no, I'm, that's fucking hilarious. The stars yeah. are just like us. You well, get catfished on Instagram by a Saudi prince. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's WhatsApp. I mean, who's amongst right. us? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, apparently that's where all the like leaks of like uh, Bezos nude selfies and stuff that like led to his like trillion dollar divorce or whatever. Right. Like, MBS yeah. a gamer. So I could see him be doing that swatting oh, shit do you think, and like, hacking do you think shit. Bezos oh. like sniped him on Fortnite or whatever yeah just just stop getting into fucking yeah stop getting into uh like discord chat rooms with uh muhammad bin salman seriously dude he has never been in in one chat room with muhammad bin salman yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, seriously what do you think they chat about though like, good How's job the killing that God, journalist or whatever. Yeah, Did dude. that guy work for Bezos or whatever? Isn't that Yeah, yeah. Well, he was wild. a columnist, yeah, for Washington Post. So I yeah, think no, that, what, that was what they're originally... What they're chatting about is like, can we cover our asses from visiting uh, Jeffrey Epstein's fucking, uh, like, terrible, uh, like, child abuse <laughs> right. temple? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have the secret plan right here. Just click on this link. <laughs> Seriously. You know, he's, he's like, they're just trying to get, he's just trying to get, like, uh, backroom financing for, like, SoftBank and a bunch of the, uh, like, uh, uh, Saudi pivot from oil if programs. There's, <laughs> there's one thing Bezos needs. <laughs> like, it's financing. Like, yeah. Hey, Jeff. Jeff, uh, you think you can throw me a couple bills? Uh, <laughs> right. You get a, you get a, uh, uh, like a coupon code for Home Depot, <laughs> um, for like bone saws, like yeah. you know, just just enter like coupon code MBS, dude. MBS hacks your WhatsApp account with a bone saw, right? Because that's just how he's used to hacking. Yeah. He's like, I learned one way to hack, and that's what I'm gonna do. He so. messaged Bezos and he was like, Hey man, like these saws weren't as good as they as I thought they were gonna be. Like this one was a little messed up. <laughs> right. it, it didn't cut as gr- as clean as I wanted it to. So like, can I just get like a refund or like how does this work? I'm gonna have to leave the seller a bad uh, rating. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 directly complaining to him. He's like, it's always missing parts. Every time I get a ha- a hacksaw <laughs> from your fucking website, it's always missing parts. Jesus. I guess that wasn't really a high note, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, in well, classic I, I, I'm going to go next then. I, th- I thought Brendan was going to lead me in, but um, I, I did want to play this little clip from, um, this is from Heidi Sloan, who's running for um, Congress uh, in the Texas 25th, which is um, Austin, who uh, got a letter from 
the it was like the national organization for like right to work or something like that and on video sets the letter on fire and then talks about how right to work is a bunch of bullshit when it comes to workers rights so i'm gonna play that clip right now hey y'all it's heidi i just got home from work and i got this letter from the national right to work committee asking me to sign on to support national right to work and i just wanted to fill you in on my response right to work is uh one of the hugest reasons that we don't have union density and union power in this country right to work kept me from the union as a teacher right to work limits progress limits freedom and absolutely limits our right to organize for our working conditions and our wages yeah so uh that that's <laughs> that's my handout i'm really excited about uh heidi sloan she she seems to be killing it we're gonna try to get her on the show all right yeah well you know in addition to that mac you would also with right to work it reminded me of that post in the in the slack about uh the person that received that letter for not having a nice enough car and they got it from their hr department oh god that was horrible wasn't it I showed that to all of my coworkers. Yeah, yeah. So like, and they were like, so "This is Chuck, a good idea." Give, yeah. give, give some more details on that because we didn't talk about that on the show. Well, it was just that it was, um, it was a post from someone, and they had received. It appeared that they had received a letter or an email from their HR department that was telling them that you know, financial background checks are a thing that companies do to make sure that people aren't susceptible to fraud or temptation to steal right. or any of those kind of things. And they said, you know, and that's, that's all fairly normal. I mean, it's fucked right. up, but it's fairly normal. It's and kind it's of expected fucked up indeed. Yeah. You're right. The credit scores, all those kind of things. Right. Um, but then they go a step further and to say, we've been meaning to talk about this, but your car, we've noticed that your car is not as nice as it can be. And, you know, we're HR, we know what you make. So the fact that you're not keeping your car up to kind of the standard of everyone here, it's like... Um, At this company, we stunt on 24-inch chrome. 24-inch so. chrome all the time. <laughs> Sir, I don't know yeah. what you're playing. Seriously. And we ghost these whips. You can't do that in that Hyundai Santa Did he work Fe. for Pimp My Ride? Because right. at some point... Maybe, you know, it makes it look bad but if you're they, working for Pimp My Ride and, and your ride is not pimped. They no joke in the letter ask this person, uh, are you having financial problems that we should be concerned with based on the fact that they drive what these folks perceive to be a Right, a you should be car. driving a nicer <laughs> so, car based on what we pay right. you. And, it, mm-hmm. and if you're not, that means that probably you're like... A drug addict, or you should or be, yeah, betting on the ponies, right? Or you're in deep with Slick Vinny down the street, yeah. right? You know, yeah. He should respond of like, "I'm sorry, I spent all my money on uh, a VR uh, thing. So, so sorry." <laughs> right. I drive virtual. Cars. I just bought three brides from the Ukraine. They're not cheap. <laughs> Leave well, that me the fuck it. alone. Uh, the, so. the 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 ultimate stunt would be for somebody to say like. Uh, my wife has leukemia, and you know, <laughs> right? Sir, like, we would know. And your insurance is crap, <laughs> right. so I have to be paying for that. <laughs> like, like, boom in your face. We ain't got the Cadillac suite here. <laughs> well, I mean that that one gets you into some trouble because it, you either have to quit the job eventually, or uh, kill your wife and invite them to the funeral. Yeah, that one's, right. that's the only oh, yeah, way yeah, that that's, goes. That's a good point. Or, or you're Manti Teo, and she never existed. To <laughs> yeah, that's oh, see, that's the third option I didn't think about. Yeah. I was working under the presupposition of existing life. Dude, my imaginary oh my wife has leukemia right It's going to come out that this guy, like all his money, like got catfished or whatever, and he just like sent us some... they were right to be concerned they're just your friends mom had been salmon like got all of his money blackmail to whatsapp (laughs) oh my god (laughs) all right so yeah yeah so uh heidi sloan that was my that was my (laughs) 
Nice. <laughs> what do you got, Mac? Can can you take us out on a on a proper high note? Uh, yeah. Uh, as of the start of this year, Kansas City is beginning the process to make the buses free. Oh, nice. Um, so we already have like one of those uh, uh, street cars here. I've seen that. Yeah, because mm. we're suckers. That seems pretty cool. We're, we're it goes like three city. blocks or whatever, right? <laughs> it goes from the River Market up to um, Union Station, which is fair distance. That's the, the whole distance mm. of downtown. Um, but the the buses they're starting off with one or two lines as like a tester, and then they're going to expand it until every line is free. Um, and they're doing it based on uh, Kansas City has really low ridership because it's a car city. You know, it's like built out. Yep. Right. Just massive urban sprawl. Um, yeah, not unlike uh, Arlington, Texas or Omaha, Nebraska. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, but uh, so uh, they they were like, well, we have this low ridership and there's a bunch of people who actually depend on it. About 2% of the population in the metro area depend on it to get where they need to go. A lot of them being elderly and disabled or like students, things like that. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, how about we just eat the fare cost, which wasn't really giving us anything anyway. Yeah. Right. And then just make it free. And then if more people nope. start using it, then we can like negotiate yeah. it again later based on like a tax rate or possibly a small affair or something like that. What if a billionaire's child rides the free bus though? Oh, Seriously. fuck that. Is that really yeah. fair? Yeah, dude, yeah. Kick you know. his ass. Like you kick that kid's <laughs> ass. Like, <laughs> you all want to tax him. I want to make sure he pays that bus fare. Yeah, right. What's no, more every, every bus is going to have a locker on it. And when the billionaire's kid gets in it, everybody gets to shove the kid into the locker. Yeah, that's actually how you pay your fare now. Right. You pay your fare. So we've moved to the first uh, bullying system where you just pay your fare by uh, fucking giving a nerd a nudie. Very on brand. You know, you're like, dude, I I can't afford to buy the soda, but I've got three one percenters in the locker right now. Can I turn that in? Yeah. No, it's a form of, you know, it's a form of therapy. You know, you just, the, you know, the locker is very nice and, uh, you know, he, he... he he lets you live out your locker showing fantasy and feel strong, and then you just ride the bus like a yeah. normal person. It's, this is it's uh, a win-win. this is the bullytocracy. Everyone here, this is just a, a rule by turning people upside down and then taking their shoes and throwing them up over a power line. That's right. Uh, That's right, everybody. Uh, I go to those extremes. Yeah, we're uh, we're getting the the podcast bullyocracy going on right now. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode yeah. of nerds uh, liquid flannel uh follow us on twitter at liquid underscore flannel uh give us a dollar a month for the bonus episodes uh at patreon.com slash uh uh liquid flannel pod i believe um, dollar we we have been we blessed this week to have our old friend chuck williams on the show chuck uh, what do you what do you plug in this week? Well, it's been a pleasure being on Matt, and uh, I'm plugging Farmers League, man. You you all can find us at League Farmers. What is that? And of course. What, what is what is Farmers League? Do do a proper plug. Well, you know, Farmers League is a place where uh, leftists can talk about the most important team sport of the left, which is soccer. And uh, that's right. My wonderful co-host Mac and I sit down every week and we talk about things that are, uh, you know, from the petty bourgeoisie all the way down to human trafficking in, in the game. So that's my favorite great, part it's a great of, time. of soccer is the human trafficking. Yeah. Sometimes they're trying to get it to count as away goals. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's a good guitar uh, World Cup rule. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you, you, you all should check it out. And, of course, you can find me at Shaggy2Trope. Where, where can they find the show? Where, where are you guys at? Well, we're on SoundCloud and iTunes, right, Mac? Yep, SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, our SoundCloud is... Uh, soundcloud.com backslash farmers pod you can also find us on twitter that is at league farmers um and uh on itunes you can just do whatever it is people with apple stuff do to find things i don't i don't have any experience with that but we did <laughs> it for siri. you we did it for siri you will find it yeah ask siri that's fine she'll tell you right. um and where are you at mac 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Olmac Done Did It. <laughs> not not going to bother to spell it out. Just just fucking figure it out, people. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll do the out. spell. I'll do the spell. It's O L M A C K D O N E D I D I T. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Get at me, man. Well, gentlemen, and, uh, and and also old friends, it's been an awful fun time having you on on the show. It's been good. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, blast. Um, Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Uh, and, uh, of course, if you want to follow any of the hosts of this show on Twitter, I'm Matthew Hodges. I'm on Twitter at Matt the Great with the W and Brendan Williams. At Brendan Williams with one L. That's it. That's that's all the plugs. That's all the plugs we can possibly do. That's all the pot. <laughs> the all right, Phyllis. It's it's been fun. Bye bye. Listeners, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>